Summit AI or Voice AI Summit? Voice Summit AI. We're on our way to Voice Summit AI. Just arrived. New York City. Newark. New Jersey area. We're going to be driving over to the New Jersey Institute of Technology where the conference is going to be held today. Right now I'm walking with Khalil and we're looking through the Hova app. Just had a Pokemon egg hatch and we're looking at some of the first events for the day. I'm excited to attend some of the Google workshops for actions on the Google Assistant. There were two pre-workshop events or pre-conference events I wanted to attend. One was a conversational guide to actions on Google and the other one is how to build a game on the Google Assistant. There are about five different workshops that are going from 9 a.m. to noon and then for the rest of the day there are other pre-conference events, workshops, sessions, lectures, etc. Tonight at 5, there's a VIP reception for the speakers, so our team will be attending that. I'll talk tomorrow on what that was like. And then finally, at the end of the day, 7 o'clock, there is a developer after party. So we'll be going to sessions throughout the day, maybe making some check-in posts. Other than that, communicate screenlessly. here with Robert John Boyle. First time we've met in person. We've been interacting for probably the past six months, or so. six months, year, yeah, somewhere in there. And just, he was talking with the rest of my team and I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to connect with this guy. Robert, how you doing? Doing very well. Great to see you in person. And uh, to answer your question, why am I here? Um, you know, I think people are really going to look back on this conference as kind of like the start. You know, for me, I've been in voice for about a year, have met people on LinkedIn, but to see everyone face to face is really interesting. And I think what's going to be interesting over the years is people start coming back to voice summit again and again is like, who's still here? You know, who's here because they think it's a gold rush and they think that they're going to build an amazing skill and cash out in 2021, or who knows that this industry is going to evolve over the next decade and is still going to be here and is still going to be, you know, hustling and trying to build over the next 10 years. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make the relationship that are going to serve me in 2030, not in 2020. I think that's amazing. I didn't think about that the first conference we went to back in February, the, uh, the Alexa conference okay. back in February in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Met some people and I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting, but we're not walking away with any sales or any leads for sales. We're yep. just meeting up with a lot of voice people. Yep. But then coming back in Dallas for Voice of Hospitality, we saw a lot of the same people there. And here, seeing a lot of the same people. But now, instead of like a fresh handshake, I walk up to them and it's like, good to see you again. What's your company been working on since the last time I saw you? Oh, you're working with Voice XP now. What are they doing? Like, it's crazy just to watch this platform develop and watch how it's changing. And like, I, I don't know, would you mind talking about Voice XP and kind of how you shifted from independent and now you're working with them? Yeah. So, I mean, my whole goal is like once I decided that voice, that I believed in voice, it's like who's going to give me my first job in voice? And so Bob reached out to me on LinkedIn. He said, you know, come do our marketing and branding for us, which was interesting because this is something that I was getting into for my own personal brand, like just making content on LinkedIn. And so, you know, once I started creating content for Voice XP, just kind of reaching out to content creators, having them come on our podcast, getting them, you know, hooked up to our skills. Um, I kind of be, I've, I've become kind of a Swiss Army knife for Voice XP, um, and just a little bit of a, of what we do. Basically, you know, we make Alexa skills um, for businesses and content creators. You don't need to know how to code. Um, basically, if you know how to fill out a Google form and upload a video to YouTube or LinkedIn, you can use our platform to, you know, as a repository of your content and to, you know, generate email lists and get phone numbers. So you can text people. And uh, right now, we're just, you know, if you have an audience, you can build your audience and have your own hub. 
Um, you know, I, you know, what I've been saying over and over to everyone I've met at Voice Summit so far is like, um, I think voice apps are more like websites than mobile apps. Um, I think everyone should have one and you should be doing something on it. And so our thing with Voice XP is like, we want to make that easy. It's funny you bring up that voice apps are similar to websites. I was just talking with one of the Google developer experts inside of my session, and he brought up, he said, Amazon and Google both thought of voice differently. When Amazon came on, they knew what they did, so they created an app store where you where you, download, you enable an app, and then you have it, and it's an app, and you can have a million cat fact app. Whatever you've enabled is the app that you use. Mm-hmm. Whereas Google fell back on what they knew, which is search engine, which is websites, which is owning a domain. Yeah. So when you create a Google action, there's only one cat fact out there. They own the domain. Mm-hmm. You have an index and a key that you go to. Google fell back on what they knew, Amazon what they knew, but it's like it's very different ecosystems. Yeah. So um, Let me just say one thing. Um, you know, I don't know anything about Amazon and Google's intentions, but so far from what I've seen about their behavior, it seems like Amazon was like, we want you to use Alexa for people to buy things. Like instead of having Amazon.com as a website, we want people to go to Alexa instead of Amazon.com so that they can reorder things and they can buy things quicker. For Google, I don't know what their intentions are, but it seems like they're still leaning on search. Like if you ask me what am I going to be doing in 2030, it's like I'm going to be like Alexa, reorder my toothpaste. But if I want to know something, like I'm going to be like, okay, Google, tell me about X. Last question for you. After you leave here, um, what are you going to be focused on in the voice space? Are you going to be taking anything from here and trying to apply it? Are you doing research onto a bigger project? For voice, what's your next couple months? I think my next couple months are all about turning, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do as a personal brand is provide as much value to people in the voice community as possible. So I really want to take a lot of the discussions and figure out what people are thinking about because, and, and turn that into content that's helpful. Because for me, as a personal brand on LinkedIn, I want to be that guy that people go to. Um, that I want to, I want to be the voice guy, you know. That's, that's my ambition. I want to be the poster child of voice. And so I'm going to take away from these conversations like what are people worried about like what are people thinking about and how can I talk about those things versus what I'm doing right now is just talking about what I'm personally interested in it's been great to meet you John I hope that we uh, can keep chatting more throughout the conference and even afterwards absolutely thanks for having me on Samir, what was the last session you went to? The last session I went to was uh, how to do a voice design overflow. So that something that you can present in a visual format. So what I got out of it is like, I would tell future Samir, or future Samir would tell past Samir, like most important thing is to design out your app in a visual format so you can see exactly what the user is gonna say, what your response should be, what checks you should put in. Um, so that it makes it, writing the code is, makes it a small part of writing the code. That's just an afterthought. So, so for, for us, we do a lot of frame design. Mm-hmm. So how will this change our design process? What is the change that we will need to make to implement what you're seeing? So I think uh, we need to spend more time on the design process rather than saying, okay, so this is what we want to do. We, we draw something out on a notebook, but we don't do like, okay, so this check has to be in place. What if a user stops at this point? What kind of message do we want to give them rather than the generic, okay, goodbye. So if they stopped at this intent, I'm sorry we couldn't get you set up. Or if we stopped at this intent, I'm glad to have your phone number, but I'm sorry we weren't able to help you continue the process. If you'd like more information, contact us at this. So things like that. So it makes it more uh, like personal to the user. So they don't feel like, oh, that's all I get. Okay, bye. So it's like, kind of like that thing, because it's, it's a conversation. So you want the one interaction between the user and your app to be like, as if they're talking to another person. 
так. RJ, how has your experience been on day one of Voice Summit? Hello, this is Ray Pikes from Voice First Tech. Um, the first day of Voice Summit, which is actually day zero, tomorrow is the first day, was very interesting. I met a lot of people that are doing voice, uh, a lot of people that are in marketing firms in voice, a lot of conversational dev- design firms, um, and a lot of people that just build apps that big brands want. I don't think that there's uh, companies that are building for non-corporate large companies. Um, I think that a lot of companies are doing the same thing. I think that it's a matter of executing and doing sales and marketing, finding someone that wants a voice solution, building what they want, and then iterating and then trying to copy that and sell it to someone else. And it's a matter of who can work more and most efficiently. And I think that we can do that because we have nothing to lose and we have a lot more time on our hands. We don't have families. We don't have uh, prior uh, commitments and it's all just a matter of execution but everyone's doing the same thing everyone is doing the same thing if you were going to tell someone who didn't have the opportunity to come to voice summit what they missed by not being here today what's something of value that you could say to them that would make them better in the field of voice i would say that you need to reach out to people and network with them and just ask questions I've asked a lot of questions to a lot of founders, some people who have founded companies in 2017, some that founded them 30 years ago doing voice. They took 10 years off, and then just 10 years ago, they refounded the company and are doing, they have about 30 clients, um, but they're all large enterprises that basically use voice to authorize transactions. They like recognize your voice, and they... It, uh, biometrics they find your identity by understanding your voice and they're partnered with Amazon and do that they were in the industry 30 years ago and then they went out and then they've been in it again for 10 years and so there's been people here that have been doing it for a long time um, and we're new to the game but I think that we have the spunk and we have the energy and people are willing to help people like us